Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 19 comes in the second week of Hub Life on the Gold Coast, and we're going to talk to Raiders Wellbeing Manager, Kicking Coach, and just all-round everywhere man, Andrew Bishop, in the podcast a little bit later on to see uh, how it's all going up there and uh, how everyone's settling into that Gold Coast Hub um, as they adjust to this new look back end of the season. Joining me on the podcast today is Rosie Harrison from Canberra. Hey, Rosie, how are you going? Hey, good. Good, thank you. And coming to us live from his hotel room, living it up there on the Gold Coast, is Tom Logan. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. Good to see you. Mate, it's been a whirlwind uh, week for the Raiders and uh, yourself too because you've been on the road uh, with the players' family since Friday. Tell us about how that all came about. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a, um, I guess I'm still sort of pinching myself at just sort of um, how we've sort of gotten to this situation. Obviously, I left with the players, partners and families and it was all a bit of a, a mad rush. In fact, it, it, we looked like a scene out of Home Alone from the airport, you know, how all the families are up there and there's bags and kids everywhere and uh, all that sort of stuff. But we all got onto the, uh, a flight to Brisbane safely and we arrived there and uh, we're all sort of sticking pretty close together as a group. Uh, and then we caught a bus down to uh, Surfers Paradise, which is where we've been based ever since. And uh, yeah, it's every, I can definitely report that everyone's doing well. And uh, it's just all a bit surreal at the moment that sort of we're in this situation. But um, nevertheless, here we are. So you're in, a, in the position at the moment, the Raiders families are in the same position as well, where they can actually leave the hotel. I believe a lot of people went to the game on uh, on uh, Saturday night, which was fantastic, yourself included. Uh, you're now moving, getting ready to move out of your hotel into another hotel because the one that you're currently in will be used for the Sydney families. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we were advised this morning by the NRL that uh, we essentially, after unpacking our bags, we'll have to start packing our bags again because uh, the Luckily, the NRL were able to relocate the partners and uh, children from the Sydney clubs, uh, but that means that they they will now have to quarantine and isolate in this hotel, um, which I guess has the capabilities and facilities um, that allow them to do that. And it's meant that uh, us uh, as the Raiders group and also we're currently joined by the Knights partners uh, and kids here in this hotel at the moment. So both the Raiders and Knights families will have to relocate to another hotel, which we don't, we're not quite sure yet what uh, hotel that will be, but uh, we're, I guess we're just starting to pack our bags again and get ready to uh, move at any minute's notice. What's the hotel like up there? Yeah, it's actually, um, it's actually not too, not too bad. As you can tell, I've got it. Um, I've got a pretty rough out, out here. I'll give you a little bit of a tour. Um, <laughs> Just yes. got there. Got a pretty, pretty dodgy. Um, <laughs> oh, that looks dodgy like a terrible backdrop. view there. That's all. <laughs> I take it out. As you can tell, I'm, I'm doing a pretty tough out here. There's a, there's not much going on there. There's, um, there's a bit going on in the background, but uh, I haven't, I haven't yet seen the ocean yet. So, oh, don't worry. I'm, I won't be. Uh, I won't be. I won't have time to 
enjoy the perks of the weather up here, unfortunately. So, well, that's a lie, but um, that's fine. It's about minus six degrees in here at the moment. It's absolutely dreadful. But, <laughs> so bad. Um, let's get into some uh, rugby league and some Raiders chat. Uh, let's go around the horn. All right, uh, round 19 as we get head into it. And the big talking point so far has been the injury to young Xavier Savage. Very disappointing, Rosie. He's going to be out for the remainder of the season after that shoulder injury was a little bit worse than first thought. Yeah, it's devastating news for him. He did such a good job uh, last weekend and only two games in and he was sort of starting to make the team a bit more regularly. But, yeah, devastating for him. I mean, he played on a lot of that match with that shoulder injury. Didn't know how serious it was. So good on him for continuing. But, yeah, really sad news. Yeah, disappointing for young Xavier. I know that he's got a good uh, team uh, and family behind him, so hopefully we wish him well on his recovery. I think he'll have to come back to Canberra um, within the next few days and, and have that surgery and get himself right for the, the pre-season next year. Uh, in terms of this week, though, Jack Whiten has been ruled out with uh, a rib injury that he picked up in the game against the Sharks, and Elliot Whitehead um, he's going to have another week off with that shoulder problem. Tommy, you were at training uh, from a distance this morning and you were able to have a look at some um, of those players out there. Um, how's things shaping up for the weekend? Yeah, obviously it was a great win on Saturday night against the Sharks. Uh, from what I could see or uh, tell, I, you know, I had to have some... I almost had to go buy a set of binoculars because I was that far away from uh, the, the players and watching them train... Uh, the team actually looked to be in very high spirits. You know, they're obviously buzzing after the win on Saturday night, which was good to see. Uh, you've got to feel for poor young Xavier Savage. Uh, Jack Whiten was training today, although he did not participate in any contact sessions. So uh, they're probably just playing it safe with Jack on that one. Uh, but other than that, everything seemed to be, uh, everyone seemed to be as healthy and, you know, looking sharp and fit. And no doubt they're pretty primed for. Uh, the short turnaround clash against the Eels uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, those injuries um, have brought about some changes to the team and we've seen Matt Frawley, Rosie, get another opportunity at 5'8", and he did a great job against Manly a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he did do an amazing job. He um, His kicking game particularly was very impressive that game. So, um, And he's, you know, his combination with Sam Williams have played together for many years, so um, great to see him back. Yeah, the other change uh, this weekend, obviously with Xavier Savage out, Tom, is that Jordan Rapiner will shift to fullback um, and uh, Harley Smith-Shields will get an opportunity on the wing. Great to see another local junior getting a chance in first grade. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing Harley back on the field. We've obviously seen a few glimpses of him in the last year or two. Um, you know, Harley's a very exciting young player um, player, he's he's quite versatile. He can play a bit of centre, can play a bit of wing. Um, he's a hard runner of the footy, and you know I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do on Thursday night against the Eels. I think Jordan Rubin has been quite quite fantastic for the side uh, in recent weeks. He's really stepped up as a leader in the in the backline, and uh, just from watching him in the game on Saturday night against the Sharks, he was he was very crucial. Um, to our our win against the Sharks, you know he was he was very vocal, um, barking players all around the field, and also even slotted into fullback uh, when Xavier picked up that unfortunate uh, injury towards the back end of the match. So, uh, really looking forward to, to seeing this new new look backline against the Eels on Thursday night. Yeah, unfortunately, it feels like we're saying new look backline every week, and it comes down to injuries, not form. But the other change this week, um, which I like, is uh, Matt Tomoko uh, back onto the interchange bench. He'll get an opportunity to inject himself there. And it probably, Rosie, gives us a bit of that extra cover too, considering that 
um, we have had some outside back injuries recently. Yeah, it's very important um, that he's on. He's playing, been playing some great footy as well. Um, and yeah, you're right. He just gives that option. I mean, if one of the other outside backs goes down, he can just slot straight in there. Yeah, plenty happening up there. And uh, in terms of the hub life, we're going to catch up with Andrew Bishop, as I mentioned at the top of the show. We'll find out more about what's been happening uh, inside the walls um, of the McCure Hotel up there on the Gold Coast. Let's have a look, though, at round number 18, the win up there on the Gold Coast, 34 points to 18 over the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. And, Rosie, I thought that uh, this game, um, we started really well and our ball movement was just wonderful. We were able to exploit the Sharks on the edges and we, we just looked like... Uh, a different side that's been playing from the last few weeks. Yeah, the attack just really clicked into gear straight away. And yeah, you're right, the ball movement, like the offloading, Corey Harrow and I did a great job and Hudson Young, the back edges. But um, And then even at the end, like it was sort of close there for the, until the last 20 minutes to go, but then really put the foot on the accelerator and scored those two quick tri- three quick tries to really seal the win. Tom, what was the mood like at the ground on the weekend? Obviously, uh, I think we, we spoke about it um, off, uh, off air about the, the fact that the the, the crowd was very much pro Raiders and it actually felt like a bit of a Raiders, Raiders home game considering it was on the Gold Coast? Yeah, it was, first and foremost, it was fantastic to see so much green. I, I dare say the ratio was probably about 90-10 in favour of the Raiders. Um, you know, we we always love playing up up there in southeast Queensland. It always, whenever we have a game up there, especially at Seabus Super Stadium, it almost feels like a home game for us. Uh, it was great to see a lot of Raiders fans out there and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they all turn out again in force on Thursday night um, because we're gonna, really, really going to need them um, back there at the stadium against what's going to be a very tough match against the Eels. Yeah, the, the game itself um, ebbed and flowed in that first half and we seemed to have all the possession and all the opportunity and um, we went in at 12 all, Rosie, and I suppose that's, uh, that was a bit of a warning sign that um, we needed to, you know, come out and make a statement in the second half, considering some of the other performances this year and what's happened in that same situation. Yeah, definitely. The second half's been a bit of a downfall um, in a couple matches this year, but yeah, they came out and no sign of no sign of that at all, and um, yeah, played some really good second half footy. Tom, the big thing that impressed me was the amount of offloads that the team um, produced on the night, and we talk about Corey Harawira Naira. He's um, his offload count was through the roof and, and we seem to have more uh, in this game than I can remember for a very long time. Yeah, it was really it was really pleasing to see. It obviously gave us a lot of uh, movement going up the middle and, um, you know, the, the performance of both our second rowers I thought were absolutely outstanding and Corey Hadawita and he's probably been one of our best players so far this season and he just went to another level on Saturday night against the Sharks, he he showed that sort of form that uh, has earned him um, a number of call-ups to the New Zealand Kiwi side. And um, I'll tell you what, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, if he can back that up and put in an even bigger performance against the Eels on Thursday. Yeah, putting aside the disappointment from uh, the injury and the fact that we won't get to see him again uh, this year, wasn't it an amazing performance from young Xavier Savage, Rosie, the way that he injected himself into the game and he just gave us a couple of glimpses of what uh, we can hopefully see over the next couple of years here in Canberra. Yeah, just his speed up the middle really showed off um, in that match and yeah, he's such a dangerous and exciting player. So sad that he's going to miss the rest of the season but yeah, you're right, glimpses of his um, potential definitely. Uh, Tom, we also saw Josh Hodgson uh, shift into the halves when Jack went off late in the game and um, having him there uh, this weekend um, with Matt Frawley uh, and Sam Williams and Tom Starling, the four of them um, will all combine probably again at some stage. 
Yeah, I, I think Hojo's uh, impact for the team has been as important as it, as ever as it has been over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we've seen Hojo, how he can shift into that lock position, which sort of adds, I guess, another creative uh, outlet for us um, in that position. Um, I, I think it, I think it's great that, you know, Ricky Stewart has those players that he can call up up upon if there is uh, an injury or, or somewhere something goes wrong in a key position that, you know, players can shift into that position. So, um, you know, it was obviously quite good to see and um, really looking forward to seeing Matt Frawley obviously get another chance. You know, we saw how good his uh, short kicking game was against the Seagulls and how it's sort of, a, you know, the, all those repeat sets that he forced sort of really wore down the Seagulls and, you know, hopefully he can have a similar sort of impact against the Parramatta Eagles on Thursday night. Yeah, we're definitely hoping for that. Matt Frawley is... Um, a very talented player and he's definitely a first grade ill uh, quality so looking forward to seeing him back in there as well we're going to catch up now with Andrew Bishop live from the Gold Coast Hub then we'll come back um, after that and preview the Raiders and the Eels stick around you're listening to Behind the Limelight thanks to OAC Digital Well, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast today is the Raiders' well-being uh, manager. He's also the kicking coach. You also see him sitting up in the back of the coach's box there for Raiders matches. Uh, it's great to have him on and get some insight into what it's like inside the hub on the Gold Coast. Uh, Andrew Bishop. Bish, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Benny. Thanks for uh, sort of joining us up here. It's good to speak to someone outside the bubble. Yeah, I suppose that's a, a big challenge and one that um, Jordan Rappin has spoke about uh, earlier when he uh, did his media conference. He said that, um, you know, you, you're basically getting up. It's a bit like Groundhog Day. You're saying hello to the same people all the time and, and passing them in the in the day uh, throughout, you know, the, the hub and everything like that. And and a yeah, little bit of a routine that sort of started to build already. Yeah, no, it's uh, sort of, uh, it's a really interesting space because you're mixing with five other four other uh, NRL sides. Uh, the good thing about it is that uh, there's some people there that you know from over the years, like Dave Ferner, our ex-coach, is here with the Bulldogs, and you know, it's, it's actually a nice way to catch up and see some people you don't necessarily run into that often. Yeah, let's go back to um, a couple of weeks ago now almost, and um, obviously the, the news came through on late on a Sunday afternoon that the teams uh, would possibly have to relocate to the Gold Coast or Brisbane or the Sunshine Coast. What was the, the feeling like in the in the group at the moment? I know the WhatsApp group um, lit up pretty quickly and, and people are asking lots of questions. And uh, talk, talk us through the process of how it all sort of happened. Yeah, so there was a, a fair degree of uncertainty um, early in that process. Uh, would we be on the Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast? Um, you know, what does it mean for our origin players that were already up here? Um, what does it mean for our families? How long are we going to be away? What do we need to take with us? When are we leaving? Um, yeah, we didn't know that we were on the charter flight at one o'clock on Wednesday till sort of late Tuesday afternoon. So it was really uh, a really impressive effort from the NRL squad in terms of their flexibility and their, their real understanding now that this is something that we all need to do and do well to make sure that the game can continue. And... Um, the NRL, I mean, I've, I've had numerous heaps of uh, discussions with the NRL and they've been fantastic. I don't think they've said no to us in any of our requests so far. So um, they are really committed to this uh, being a success. I suppose one really positive thing um, from your perspective as a wellbeing manager is that 
um, all the players understood the the circumstances and were happy to you know do what they could to keep the game going. That must have been a really nice thing to have within the group to know that they all had the same level of commitment. Yeah, and we're lucky we've got a really good football manager, Matt Ford, who who's yeah, yeah quite black and white with uh, his instructions, and he makes it very clear that you know getting a COVID test is important. Doing your NRL lap every day is important. Um, you know, making sure that you toe the company line and the NRL line, making sure that you respect the situation that we're in and make the most of the opportunity that you've been given. It was quite a unique situation because we're only able to bring 30 players and 11 staff. So we did have 10 pretty disappointed young, young men that we had to leave behind in Canberra. And that was an important part of myself and, and Dave Tom's job as in the wellbeing to make sure that we didn't just solely focus on the NRL group that was travelling, but we actually showed some compassion and support for those guys that, that missed the opportunity. Yeah, it's been really good to see that some of those have the chance to um, keep playing football locally here in Canberra. A couple did have to make the decision, though, to to sort of uh, leave the squad and, and return home to Queensland, and we understand the reasons behind that. But for the group that you've now got up there, what's the mood been like um, I, I suppose a win um, really helps things and makes it a, a bit easier this week. Yeah, it was a, a really interesting dynamic in the group. Like the, the the team is is very close anyway, and actually like getting away for away games. So I think um, by the time we sort of got organised, travelled up here, had a training session, had our captains run, the game was on us. So there wasn't a lot of downtime in those first few days. And um, that, yeah, fortunately the team responded well. We had we've got a really good mix of young people um, and 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 some experienced leaders that have uh, you know been away on um, international trips and Origin and and that sort of thing. So um, also having the coach who's been around the game for a long time um, and his experience in, in how to sort of uh, switch on and switch off from football as as required and. Um, yeah, the performance Saturday night really set us up for uh, a quicker settling in period into the camp, I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people um, wouldn't realise, but the restrictions um, inside the hub are actually quite tight too. It's not a matter of you can just go in there and do what you want once you're in there. There is a number of rules and, and different things that you guys have to abide by as well when you're inside um, the camp. So face masks have to be worn everywhere except for obviously at training in the gym and uh, once, you're in the, once you're in your team room, you can take uh, the mask off. Um, there's a couple of uh, areas where you get your, your meals from, but you've got to grab your meal and uh, take it back to um, your team room. There's no contact with the staff here. So like things like um, your bed linen, your towels, your soap, all that sort of thing, you've got to get your own supplies from from a reception area downstairs, you've got to make your own bed and change it and take your laundry. And, uh, you know, I've never seen so many dollar coins going into laundry machines and dryers. And I've seen blokes that I won't mention that I don't think have used a washing machine before either. <laughs> I reckon you're in that boat. <laughs> I may be one of those, but uh, yeah, I'm learning a few tricks now. So I certainly, it certainly makes you appreciate what you got back at home too. Um, yeah. that's one of the things that the players have got that gratitude for uh, we have got a pretty good life back at home and, and good strong family support and uh, you, know, you only realise that when, when you're not accessing it day in day out One big positive has been that the Raiders um, families have been 
a little bit luckier than some of the Sydney clubs. Obviously, the Knights also in the same boat as us where they've been able to get their families up and onto the Gold Coast with a hope to then um, reunite uh, in an, uh, just over another week's time. Yeah, so that was um, that was a process in itself because uh, we had planned with the NRL that our, pl- our, our partners and families that could make it, like there's a lot that couldn't make it as well because of work and school and uh, other commitments back in Canberra, but those that could make it, we've got 38 people uh, attached to our families up here and they were due to fly out, get their um, COVID tests on Thursday and fly out Saturday. Then um, the NRL executive made a decision that because of the way things were moving in Sydney that that needed to be brought forward. So I had to work uh, very closely with the partners to, uh, uh, along with Wendy Bennett in our administration area to to get those people uh, on flights on Friday, which is 24 hours earlier, which for a young single person doesn't seem like such a challenge. But when you've got people like Manisha White and that that have got three kids, one couple of weeks old, they've got prams, strollers, uh, it was a challenge. But to their credit, they uh, they all um, got on that flight to Brisbane and then busted down to uh, the Gold Coast on, on, set, on Friday night and they've settled into their hotel. The irony of it is that... Um, now that the Sydney fan, and they don't have to isolate either, which is a really good thing coming from Canberra and Newcastle. The irony of it is, though, that the Sydney families are moving up tomorrow and they do have to isolate. So they're, they're going into the hotel, the Novotel, where our partners are staying. So our partners are moving to another hotel tomorrow. Once again, a little bit of an inconvenience, but they do also understand that um, it, you know, it's, it's going to be great when they... Um, they can, they can sort of live a, a reasonably normal life and then in two weeks' time they'll be able to come and stay with their partners in the uh, NRL hub once the lockdown procedures uh, uh, come to an end. Uh, the NRL um, obviously uh, are treating this as a bit of a moving beast and they've, they've scheduled uh, four weeks uh, in this sort of... Uh, uh, predicament, and um, but the realization is that this could potentially drag out until the end of the season. It, it, have you guys discussed that as a group that this may happen, or um, it, and it may go a bit longer than what you first thought? Yeah, I think it's more the elephant in the room at this stage, Ben. It's like let's focus on the next four weeks and and really apply ourselves and and turn our season around and give ourselves a chance to make the finals. But you know. It's 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 not a situation where you can look too far ahead because of the dynamic of the of of the COVID virus that things can change from uh, day to day. You know, so the players in the back of their mind realise that if we go, you know, all the way to the finals, then it's going to be a significant period away. Um, but I think that a lot of them are hoping that um, that us being from Canberra and the cases being, you know non-existent in Canberra, that there may be a window of opportunity for us to return to Canberra um, earlier than the end of the season. But uh, I think that Rick would prefer to segment it out and concentrate on this next sort of, without being a, talking like a coach, you know, the next month. And then if, if it's going to be longer, then we, we brace ourselves for that challenge. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one that's going to be um, up in the air for a little bit, a bit, but I'm assuming that you know you guys, as you said, will just focus on the next few weeks and uh, and then reevaluate when you need to, mate. Uh, thanks very much for um, giving us some time today to give us a bit of an insight on how things are going up there. Um, I know the guys are uh, have settled in and they're looking forward to playing against the Eels on Thursday night. So thanks uh, very much for having a chat to us. Pleasure, Benny. Thanks for the opportunity, mate.
Well, there he is, Andrew Bishop, giving us all the insights into everything that's happening up there on the hub. It's obviously been uh, a whirlwind couple of weeks for the players and uh, and obviously they're starting to build into a nice little routine up there. So we wish them all the best, um, particularly in their preparation for the game against the Eels, which we're going to talk about now, Rosie. Uh, the Eels are you know, a very dangerous side. We've played them uh, once this year already and it probably wasn't one of our better games. So I'm sure that the guys will be out to make amends this weekend. Yeah, the Eels have a number of dangerous players across the park and they had a really good uh, win last weekend against the Titans so yeah they've got it'll be um, we'll have our job to do on the weekend that's for sure the Raiders team uh, as we discussed earlier decimated by a few injuries again and uh, we seem to have a very long list uh, of injuries on the sideline at the moment. You've got the, co- the guys like Dynamis Louie, Corey Horsburgh, Bailey Simonson, uh, obviously Charles Nickel, Charles Nickel Cookstar, um, all still unavailable. Um, most of those only for the next one or two weeks, though, Tom. So um, it's an important game for us to not only you know win with a few guys out, but also give opportunity to a few guys like your Matt Tomokos, like your Harley Smith Shields that have been waiting for a chance. Yeah, that's it, 100%. Um, you know, obviously it's quite quite common knowledge that we're probably going to get a few troops back in the next couple of weeks, but uh, this is a massive chance for guys like Matt Tomoko and Harley Smith-Shields, uh, both really exciting um, outside backs. And, you know, we, I guess from our point of view, we've seen what these guys can do because we, we've watched them quite a bit in training throughout the season. Um, but no doubt this will be a, an absolutely huge, huge game for those sort of guys because those guys will be wanting to impress, you know, and stick around in the team for as long as possible. Um, and no doubt the boys will be fired up, obviously, for the, you know, the milestone occasion, uh, Jordan Rapiner. Um So, you know, it's, there, there's going to be no uh, needed motivation for the team this week. Yeah, the, the Raiders matchups and the, the ones that we've all identified uh, this weekend, Rosie, you've gone for the Battle of the Hookers? I have, yeah. Reed Marnie. Made his return last week from a um, five-week-off um, through injury, and he made such a difference to the Eels straight away. So he's a very dangerous player, and as is Hodgson. They both control the ruck really well. Both got a bit of a kicking game as well, an ability to force that repeat set. So yeah, really excited to see that match up there. Tom, you've gone for the battle on the edge. Corey Harawira-Nida up against Isaiah Papali'i, uh, two very damaging uh, runners of the football, but also two very good defenders when they need to as well. Yeah, both for me, both players have probably been the form players for just about their respective teams. Obviously, we we saw what Papali did to us when we played the Eels earlier in the season. He was probably one of their best players, if not their best, uh, on the night. And CHN, he's been absolutely outstanding for us, uh, particularly in recent weeks. So, uh, for me, this battle is really exciting. Um, you know, I'm expecting uh, quite a lot of action from both sides to go through both of these players. So, um, you know, if as long as CHN can, uh, is up for this one and, you know, if he can have a pretty good game, it'll definitely go a long way in, in determining if the Raiders get the win or not. Yeah, most definitely. I've gone for uh, the battle of the fullbacks. As we mentioned, Jordan Rampana gets a chance to come in and uh, he said uh, during his media interview this week that it'd be nice to be able to have a bit of time to prepare for the role this week, uh, considering that the last time he played fullback, he was thrown in after 10 minutes, I think, against the Panthers and and had to do a job on that night. So he'll play fullback this weekend, and I'm really looking forward to him going up uh, Clint Gutherson. There's no way, there's no doubt about it. He's the linchpin of their attack and um, the most dangerous attacking threat that they have on the park. So if we can go a little bit uh, way to containing him, I'm sure... It's going to be a very uh, tight contest. Thursday, 7.50 on the Gold Coast, Raiders and Eels. 
right, before we go this week, let's have a look at the podcast predictions. Uh, last week, Rosie, on behalf of the players, picked up half a point. She had Seb Chris for a try uh, and also a try assist. Now, he selfishly gave up the try for Xavier Savage, so we'll give you half a point for that one, Rosie. Well done uh, to the players. Um, that takes them up half a point. Uh, Tom, unfortunately, no points for you. You went for Tom Starling. So no points there, but I uh, managed to pick up a point. I went for Savage to score a try. So thanks to Seb Chris for dishing that one off for him uh, in that game on the weekend. Uh, Tommy, what have you got for us this week? Yeah, I'm going to go for something uh, pretty interesting. I've I've just got, in the theme of, I guess, players coming into the side, I've just got a feeling Harley Smith-Shields is really going to make an impression. I think he's been training pretty hard this week, and uh, I I think he's going to cross over for a four-pointer. Rosie? Yeah, I've gone for a Hudson Young try. Um, obviously, he scored a great try against the Sharks last weekend, and I think he'll do something similar this week. He's just ability to break tackles and, um, yeah, get through the line. Yeah, I think that um, if we're going to be good in this game, it's going to be through that middle third of the ground again. So I think Joe Tarpany might be able to um, pick one up for the Raiders this weekend uh, in hopefully what will be a really good win up there on the Gold Coast and push us closer towards that top eight. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Tom, thank you for your time uh, up there on the Gold Coast. I'm sure you're so busy up there, you haven't got time to do anything else, but uh, thanks for joining us from your hotel room and um, good luck uh, up there and hopefully we can get you into the bubble nice and soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. I've got to get straight back to work and uh, not look at the beach again. <laughs> Rosie, thanks for joining us this week and um, hopefully um, we'll... Yeah, talk some more positive stuff next week. Fingers crossed. There it is behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Catch you next time.